Truth can be hard to face. Truth can be hard to find. Truth can be something that you would rather look away from, but just like uh, not knowing or being able to uh, deal with a, a broken bone or something uh, ultimately is injurious to the person. Uh, I think rejecting the truth and choosing to um, look away from it is ultimately deleterious to people. And I think that's something shown in this episode of Common Writer 01. This is MJ. I love uh, Tokusatsu, and I'm here to talk about Common Writer 01, episode 4. Um, it kind of hits on a lot of things that are interesting to me. Uh, by the way, I'm trying a new thing on the YouTube version of it, which is just kind of a slideshow of every image that I took, and it's stretched out over the course of uh, these 10 minutes that I'll be talking over uh, the images, uh, the screen grabs from the show. So they're going to kind of pop in and out randomly, not really related to what I'm talking about, but at least they'll show you, I captured all the forms and things like that of the show. But besides this thing about the truth and, you know, looking away from it or not, there is an aspect of the show that, uh, I, I feel like I could talk for an hour or more on the themes of artificial intelligence and, um, you know, like <laughs> artificial intelligence, rights or human rights, robot human rights, that kind of thing. And like, uh, massive corporations and governments and crony capitalism and all those things and how those are threats to people's freedoms and how that's displayed in the, in fiction and how it's portrayed and understood in the real world. Uh, I happen to come from a school of thought or identify with a school of thought that, uh, says that most people are wrong, that the giant, the mega corporations aren't actually ruining our lives, aren't actually, uh, damaging people, um, or, uh, destroying them, uh, to as great an extent as, uh, one might think. And, um, I have reasonings for that, for why I think that, uh, they're not as harmful as they're presented by a lot of the people. Um, but I don't want to get into that because I'm mostly here to talk about Comrade, but I feel like, uh, I had wanted to talk about a lot more in each episode, but like I said, I, I am actually on a 10 minute limit and, uh, at like nine minutes and 30 seconds, I'm just going to have to stop reviewing and, uh, or talking about the episode and just do my outro <laughs> and that'll be it. Um, but in the past I was almost impatient. I was almost going to complain, but it's been interesting that the way this show is, uh, set up or, or seems to be set up is that it keeps doling out a little bit more of information in every episode. And, it's, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm enjoying the world building. I think it's pretty smooth, pretty organic. Um, there haven't been any outright info dumps that weren't, uh, justified by the narrative. Uh, like in this episode, for instance, they're on a tour bus being guided around by Humagear, who Aruto and, um, I don't know, I can remember the lady friend, uh, Humagear, who helps him, Izu, uh, are, I did remember, uh, you know, they're inspecting this lady, this Humagear, and seeing how good of a job she's doing for the company that she's been sold to, that she works for. And um, she's explaining stuff about Daybreak Town. Yeah, Daybreak Town and the incident from 12 years ago. And you see little um, inflections of emotion on Aruto's face. It's pretty subtle, but it's there uh, for the audience. You get to see Go uh, reacting to, and then later on, uh, the kids start making fun of him and or mocking him for his dad you know having uh caused all these deaths which is you know terrible so they, you know they're teasing him bullying him whatever um not that it's not a big deal but just you know it's it, it's fake it happened in the story and it, it serves a purpose overall and by the end the kids are apologetic to him for 
you know, having been jerks to him. But um, I, I think it's really interesting how this is all being doled out. In the end of episode three, I think we learned, or maybe it was two, I don't know, we learned that there's some guy who knows that Aruto is the, um, you know, Kamen Rider Zero One, and that Zero One, that the president or CEO of, of Hidden Industries uh, is this uh, person who uses this, you know, belt and whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, we realize that, uh, Yua, Yua, Yaiba, uh, knows more than Samu does. And, uh, then we get this interesting thing where it, it looks like there's going to be this whole secret identity, uh, set up for Aruto, but he just comes out and transforms right in front of Isamu and, uh, and Go actually, um, <clears throat> And Izu says something to him like, oh, you you know, you can't reveal your identity or you shouldn't. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to do it uh, because, you know, as the CEO, I want to take responsibility for this mega corporation. Uh, by the way, the, well, anyway, um, and I just found that to be pretty interesting. I, I like how uh, moral and ethical he is. And it's interesting that he's an outsider. He, you know, he wants to be a comedian. Obviously, he benefited from, uh, was privileged by being a part of the Heaton family. And um, even though his dad was a humagir or whatever. Uh, or it looks like he was anyway. Um, but he still has this, uh, this sense, this, you know, morality and this ethic where like, well, I want to be honest and I I don't want to, you know, profit off of being deceptive. And if that gets, you know, if the company tanks because of me revealing evil that the company's done in the past, um, then so be it. And he just kind of wants to let the chips fall where they may to use an old, uh, phrase. And, uh, that's really admirable about him. And I like how they're showing, uh, him coming into the business world as an outsider and what that means, because it kind of allows, uh, us as the viewer to get a different perspective on like a mega corporation like that. But you still have the evil aspects of it. Like the vice president, um, seems pretty shady. And I like the fact that they're, uh, setting that concept up. And then in the beginning of the episode, when they showed, the, uh, when, um, uh, Miss Bus Guide, um, was, uh, explaining things, she, there's a map shown and it shows like anywhere from like eight to 15 different corporations that have their logos all over this map of Daybreak Town that they were building up as this, um, super city or like this amazing planned out, uh, city, um, and it was, you know, done by these mega corps and ultimately there was, you know, the incident with the, uh, uh, terrorists, uh, corrupting the Humagir and causing them to, uh, you know, go berserk and cause all these negative things to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately we learn that it was not, uh, the Humagirs specifically that went bad and it wasn't, um, this go guy's dad who caused the explosion and he wasn't at fault he actually was a hero and he did the right thing even though it you know cost him his life and uh i think that's really interesting because there's kind of a kind of going back to the theme of like facing the truth and owning up to things i i don't know maybe that doesn't work anyway i need to start wrapping this up uh the gorilla form the hawk form um they were good i like the detail about how um the grasshopper, rising hopper, like the faceplate splits and goes to the sides of the head and it forms these weird like side antennae horn things on um, on Zero One and how the new thing kind of overplaces it and like those red spots under the armor, that's where the new armor goes and the green stuff just slides aside. That's pretty neat. Um, 
it's interesting. And then I like how much Isamu, um, or I guess Vulcan, gets covered up. And it's like, he almost looks like a very different writer um, in that form. So it'll be interesting to see what um, what Valkyrie looks like in her alternate forms. Like, I think all the blue on him got covered up. So, like, it really looked like a different writer, which I kind of think is pretty cool. Kind of reminds me of how Bio-Rider, um, Robo-Rider, and uh, whatever the other one was from Black RX, um, like, totally changed his look. So that's pretty cool. Bio-Rider, Robo-Rider, Black RX. Well, I guess it's only the those three. Duh. Anyway, um, and then we see that one of the terrorist guys is like the scorpion themed common writer evil one um so that's interesting and he was involved all the way back then with uh, 12 years ago with daybreak uh, or at least somebody in that same suit was uh we don't know if that was that guy we don't know if that guy's ageless or anything about him so like i said there's mystery being doled out and there's a lot of information that we don't know about the show and i think it's pretty interesting pretty susp- suspenseful and um like i'm engaged overall there's some things i don't like about the narrative like um Izu just makes solutions for Aruto to implement. Like AI computers are figuring out what the hero needs to do in order to win. And I don't know, that like kind of takes away from the hero's heroism, doesn't it? If he doesn't have to put in the hard work, if he just gets handed something, something literally thrown to him or thrown at him, and then he uses that for, you know, overcoming things. How, uh, how good is that? I don't know. Is that a problem uh, to you as it is to me? Let me know in the comments, please. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm currently reviewing Spider-Man comics and writing original fiction you can find there. I'm also participating in Tokutember, making tokusatsu-inspired art for the month of September. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and mjmunoz.com mjlt. Relevant links are in the show notes. By the way, I want to let you know uh, The Hammer Falls is a new... Uh, short story that I wrote. You can either read it or you can have me read it to you by going to mjmunoz.com. Probably if you type in the hammer falls in the search bar, you'll find it. Or you can look in the uh, short story section. It should be there. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to keep up with the latest in my quest to watch all toku. Check out my Ultraman show, Going Ultra, and my other channel, Swing Through Comics, where I review, you guessed it, comic books. Until next time, take care. And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.